Hello and welcome to Link Cadre, the podcast. Michael, are we actually live at the moment? Can you check? Can you double check? This is this is my amused face, Alex. I'm sorry. This is pretty funny. I've seen that before. Kurt started speaking, so I didn't see it. I'm Mike. I'm live. Oh, you're live. Excellent. I'm Kurt. I'm Alex. I'm Alex. Not live. I'm Alex. And I'm live. And who the hell are you? What? What? I'm a thing. Good. That clears that up. Um, yeah. Uh, legendary but PG. Are you Mr. Thing, thing Two? Are you Thing One or Thing Two? Um, I'm definitely feeling a number two right now. Thanks. This is more than we needed to know. Um, but that's Who's rubbing in a bit box? Definitely Alex. not me. <sighs> yeah. See, uh, it, it it doesn't help when I actually see the microphone levels for every one of you. So, uh, yeah. Definitely not me. You thought it was me then, did you? Uh, Alex, have you not learned from the complaints in YouTube? Alex has muted so that he can rubbage in his bits box, look. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been saving some burps up for around 23 minutes, so if you uh, tune in later, (laughs) I believe the the audience would love the burps. I think you you, you draw in the middle across cloud, don't you there, Alex, with that? Yes. He's saving his robot voice for the second half as well. The Trade Federation. What? Anyway, we should probably carry on with uh, the podcast, for which there is no news. Is there no news? Basically, no. There is news. There is news. There's the Blightbringer. That wasn't there last time. Blightbringer. Yeah, that wasn't there last time. That no, wasn't there last time. Suck it. That's because I thought we'd seen that before. Uh... We saw photos that were from other sources. Don't think we saw one fully painted like that before. I certainly haven't. Maybe I missed it. Okay, fair enough. The Blight Ring is out. Talk about it. Uh, it looks big and scary. It doesn't look like it. it's a huge base. That looks like a, uh, a medium-sized base for the normal-size um, Legion War Beast on it. It's a clover field with a Bruce Forsyth chin. Valid. What he said. Yeah. That's, that's, that's... It's clover field. It really is. That's kind of true. Um, well, actually, we, we have had a relevant release for you as well, Kurt. Uh, are you talking about the uh, what release or preview? Well, um, I think it's a preview. I don't know. The, it's a preview of the Bushwhackers, the Bushwhackers um, unit attachment. Yeah. That's, uh, that's intriguing. I'm not really sure. I'm not jumping all over that going, oh, my God, I've waited so long. No, I haven't. But um, <laughs> that was nice. Um, release-wise, uh, yesterday, I think, was the release of Doomy and um, – well, day before yesterday was the release of Doomy and uh, Glacier King. On that subject, but, uh, but we've talked about all those already. We haven't we haven't spent enough podcasts talking about Glacier King, have we? No. But the, the pygmy bushwhackers, uh, I'm not sure about that yet. We'll see. You I'm might find a use for them at some point. Yeah, maybe. Um, was the external advocate there that, last time? That, that's the one we did before where we had a chat oh, about score. Uh, oh, that I wiped from my memory. Excellent. <laughs> score. We don't really need to go down that avenue again. It's fine. No, I, but the um. Yeah, the Blightbringer definitely a Cloverfield meets um, epic Tyranids, really. We're not supposed to say that, I suppose, in the same context, but definitely makes you think of the um, the epic Tyranid Titans. Yes, yes, there is a little bit of that in there. Yeah, um, the overhang and the almost how's that staying on the base kind of looking thing going on. Yeah, so, and, and and that's 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 really it. I think so. Yeah, uh, the meat thrasher was that. That I mean, obviously we've seen the picture before of that. It's recently been released, hasn't I'm it? Sure we, I'm pretty sure we talked about that ages ago. We did, but I think that's just been recently been released. So. Uh, what about Ace as well? Oh, we've talked about Ace in his book Tooth before. Uh, Again, a recent release though. Do you not listen to the show, Benji? So, occasionally. Oh, 
No, 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 no. I do, I do listen. I do listen. No, no, it's too late now. Clearly oh, well, not closely okay. enough, Bench. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's command prompt. Who let him in, by the way? I don't understand. Uh, I was bored, and he said he was bored, so... Um... Oh, okay, that I can understand, to be honest, yeah. yeah. I, I come Good with answer. positive tidings regarding the game. Well I, well, I had. If you'd have spoken to me last week, I was actually, like, buzzing. And then I went to club on Monday, and it's Return of the Tier Lists. Dear God. Theme Forces! Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Theme Forces. The reoccurring theme is that they're miserable. <laughs> and Morvana hides, even in a kill box scenario, in a forest. And just... Yeah, yeah. But Benj, as we've discussed before, if you can't beat a theme force, you just need to build a different army. You just need to skew, apparently, heavily. So I'm now taking on a 35-point list, uh, Raven and Co., Snipe Feet Go. And, and the other one is, like, just skew with Sentinels. So I'm skewing, and, now, and then it will just become List Chicken. <laughs> list Chicken? Yeah, it's like, who's going to drop... Are they going to drop into my melee or the shooting? And vice versa... And then we'll just have lots of awkward matches. Um, can I just say one thing, Bench? Get what? out with your meta terms. You won't have any I'm of sorry. That I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's too meta. Oh, there have been some pretty epic threads recently um, yeah, saying that there should be no slang in War Machine. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, that's very good. And, and I just sat there going, but wow. pretty, much, pretty much every community has its own form of slang. Does that mean we it's can't not... say Matt and Rat anymore as well? Well, uh, those are printed on the card, though. But true, but they're still abbreviations, aren't they? Yes, yes they are. Melee attack, range attack. But, but wait, the, the, did this come on, from? Bench. Sorry, did this come from the forums, as in the PP forums? It's come from the PP forums. It's come from the Muse forums. It's come from Reddit. Ugh. There's been a whole bunch of them over the last mm, three, four months. Um, and while I can agree on some of them, uh, the more obscure ones. Um, I like obscure slang, though. Well, it's always, slang's always good when nobody knows what you're talking about. Well, okay, I'll give you an example. Um, unless you listen to one specific podcast, you will not know who Turbo Douche is. I don't know uh, who Turbo Douche is. No, I, I do know. know who Turbo Douche is. Turbo Douche for the win. I yep. got given Turbo Douche, and it was like, here's Turbo Douche. I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, Turbo Douche is uh, a costa. Uh, and so named by one of the podcasts because if you put um, Quicken on him, he basically will just zip all over the field doing whatever the hell he likes. Um, because with dodge and death, like 15 against range, pretty nuts. Anyway. Okay. Side story. Um, have, um, does he have dip, dive, duck, and dodge as well? Uh, excellent. Good question. <laughs> and dodge. We've got dodge at the start, so does he also have dip, dive, duck, and dodge? Yes, and dodge. And tough. It's your own time you're wasting, Alex. <laughs> if I could dodge a wrench, you could dodge... No, anyway. anyway while I disagree with some of the more exclusionary language like that, most of the simpler abbreviations... You're a um, simple abbreviation. Yes. Uh, most of the simpler abbreviations, like, you know, uh, Vlad, for instance. <laughs> is that an abbreviation, is it? Vlad? Yeah. Not saying... Not saying Vlad uh, as listed blah, 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 by blah, blah. someone on the PP forums, Vlad is an abbreviation, apparently. Oh, apparently, good. Um, Try and say his second name really fast. No. Okay. <laughs> um, so, it, it, I mean, it, it did come into, into some interesting discussions that were largely one person going, no, there should be no slang, and me going, well, me reading it going, this is dumb. So these initials AM or anything like that, were they? You, another person, you have, same person you have a fallout with occasionally on forums or not yet? No. I uh, can't remember who it was. Okay. Um, 
But um, I, what do you guys think? Don't care. To be honest, I don't. I quite like abbreviations. I work in IT, same as you. It's full of it. I work in the NHS as well, and there's a ridiculous number of abbreviations in that. I'm uh, we used to, to we used to TLAs. I don't, I don't. I'm not into that kind of thing. <laughs> I, I did try it once, but I just couldn't stick with it. It's not really my thing. Fair enough. Uh, as the guest, I'm mentioned... broad-minded. Don't get me wrong. I am broad-minded, or I think I'm broad-minded, but that's going too far. As the guest, bench, how do you feel about acronyms? I, I work in a in a terrible, horrible world full of acronyms as well. I've learnt most of them. Uh, yeah, we have SLAs. Ooh. Service level agreement. Yeah. Look at Alex jumping in when he gets. We have SLAs. That. Goss AHT. Yeah, it, it's crazy. The uh, stuff. Wow. I don't actually have any SLAs personally. The, the people on the floor above me do, and they don't stick to them. <laughs> oh my God! Shop <laughs> talk. A universal, a universal thing with any SLA in any environment. They are very rarely. Meanwhile, here is some music. <laughs> Elevator music. <laughs> we apologise for the digression of whatever it was. I stopped listening myself, to be honest. <laughs> well, a loss. That's all I can say. Well, if I mute for a while, can you um, send me a text or something when we get on to back onto the war game? I go play enough. a game on my phone or something. <laughs> Don't worry, Benji's probably playing Hearthstone anyway, so you know. It's, it's oh, I rage quit. I'm going back on there, sir. Anyway, <laughs> so we have some more topics to discuss. Um, donated to us by various sources at this point across Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. Google Plus? No, no. we don't have a Google Plus page. But Alex, if you want to set one up, you feel free. <coughs> Indeed. Uh, anyway, the first topic that we have uh, is: mm, topic. Is it worth? Learning to use Vassal. Yes. Oh, no. See, we have disagreement already. Now, I would say, first of all, your big point here is... Um, why? Exactly. But not in, the sense you, why? not in the sense you meant it. Um, <laughs> I think Vassal is... Uh, As Vassal does. A, a good tool. <laughs> uh, depends on what you want to use it for. Um, Vassal is as Vassal does, though. I agree with you. Yeah. Kurt, no, no. Well, what can you say? He's waiting. <clears throat> you are the broken bridge on the railway of my life. That's Pleasure. all I'll say. Anyway, but no, I, I, I would say it depends on what you want to use it for because uh, if you want more games and you can't really get out of the house all that often, then yeah, it's worth learning to use Vassal or have a friend who can pop over and play against you. Um, but if you're just someone who likes to turn up once a week and play games... I would say probably not. Like, what, what, what are your guys' kind of experiences with Vassal? I find Vassal a little bit of a poor substitute for tabletop game. I, I know what you mean, and people do play. I know people, competitive players especially, um, get a lot of value from trying things out on Vassal, but I find it's just too far away from the table for me. Um, it's too two-dimensional, and you don't really get the interaction with another person, and I miss that. Well, to be fair, uh, given your stature, you're, you're always very far away from the table anyway. So you know. I can sit down, you know, I just don't. <laughs> You choose not to. Yeah, I just, I just don't. Um, yeah, I. Mm, yeah, I. It's not. I don't know. It's just something about it that I, I still struggle with. I've learned to use it. I have played games on Vassal. I don't know how many. Um, There's something kind of intrinsically pleasing about having a table full of models and moving them around and rolling the dice and. Yeah, I mean, even games like even games like X Wing, even games like X Wing, where the moves that can be kind of. Um, 
can be kind of pre-laid out so you just you can move you know pre not pre-move but you can move based on the templates pretty easily can't you in the later yeah. updates of, of x-wing that's quite nice but again i think i played one maybe two games of x-wing on it thinking that it would lend itself more because the three-dimensional aspect of it seems less important but i still find, yeah. it, find it difficult to get on with hmm. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Alex? Well, I've I've only used Vassal for War Machine Hordes. And I think it is it's a useful tool. I think it's you know take what it is. It's not going to recreate the experience of playing on an actual board with your friend. You know, it's not going to help you improve your kind of gauging of ditches for when you need to charge and things like that. But if you if you do have a new army list that you want to try out, or you know, like you say, if you're not able to get out all that often. You can you can do that there, and you can create specific scenarios in that. You know, you can create if you say to someone, "I really want to go against this." You know, let's lay it out and sort it out. You can you knew that it's adaptable in that sense, which is is good. Um, I suppose you can try models that you don't own, and other people can try models that they don't own necessarily yeah. more easily. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing about being able to uh, judge distances and so on—that's something that came up on Reddit, and someone basically said that you know, it's. It, it it can actually throw your quote carpenter's eye out. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Because I mean, is, for, that, is for, that is that a reference to Jesus? I'm not sure. I don't. Okay. Um, however, um, like it or not, because I know there's been heavy discussions on this one in topics about pre-measuring. Um, yeah, being able to judge a distance accurately is a fundamental skill to War Machine. You need to be able to. Any war game. Uh, no, more, uh, no, few, not when there's squares involved. And... Well, qu- quite a few are pre-measured now. I mean, look at Malifaux. That went from uh, Malifaux version 1 to Malifaux version 2, and they added pre-measuring. Gotham's pre-measure as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, just there's advantages and disadvantages to both. It's like, yes, it takes out you know, a lot of that uncertainty and means that you don't have to be able to judge certain things. It, you know, it ceases to be a game where... Um, yeah, the person who knows distance is better wins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, actually, Star Wars, Star Wars um, Armada is effectively pre-measured. There's not yeah. really many rules around when you can't when you can't measure. Yeah. Well, the the other one uh, coming at it from the other way is that the measuring actually serves to be very thematic for War Machine because while you've got something in the control area, the caster always knows how far away it is. They uh, can check at any point. Um, and outside of that control area, it all becomes that little bit more vague. You can sort of you can use measurements inside the control area to sort of simulate what might be outside. Triangulate. Yeah, you'll never know exactly unless you're very careful. So um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, Benj, you got any thoughts? Uh, I have tried to install Vassal and failed. <laughs> you don't really get on with technology, do you? Ah. Not really. Um, it looked interesting for all are of us. Are you getting a smartphone soon, are you? I've got, I've got a smartphone. It just falls out of my pocket and... Breaks. Well, I actually broke the screen on that playing Hearthstone. <laughs> I got really frustrated. I don't, think, I don't think I could go further than your reality, could I? If I make things up, you're going to have done them all, aren't you? I've, Did you, well, you drop one in the bath and wash it up or something as well? I dropped a laptop in the bath. <laughs> one. You're just jumping everything I do with reality. Great. I don't mean to. I'm not that guy, but still. That's good. If he's stupid, I've probably done it. Benj, you're a ridiculous human being, and that's why you're here. Thank you. He's taking Bye. it as a compliment. Okay. Uh, um, he, tried, he tried installing it, and it wouldn't install it. <laughs> but, okay, okay. okay. Pr- probably a better question for you, then. In theory, does it sound interesting, or...? 
Uh, it does sound interesting. I from the three D. Well, sorry, the 2D perspective, I guess, it's a bit... It's a version of Vassal I've missed if it was 3D. Oh, that'd be amazing. I've, um, I found War Machine Tactics quite interesting as a 3D type thing, but uh, they've tried to make that as close to the tabletop game, and that didn't really work. So I don't think it really works in that kind of you know, computer-esque environment. They, they, have, they haven't. I mean, that, that's really kind of a separate entity all of its own because... They had to do some very weird things to get that to work as a, um, a turn-based strategy on the PC, um, like giving trenches some like nine wounds and all sorts of other bizarre stuff. Rather play XCOM, I think. Probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't tried it. In fairness, I haven't tried it. I, I've looked at it. I looked at the videos and stuff, and it doesn't grab me. I do like XCOM, so I think it should be good on on I, that basis. I tried playing some of the uh, very early beta stuff. Uh, but that was very rough, um, and I basically said at that point, look, I, you know, although I can see where this is going, what I'd rather do is wait until there's a a, f- a more full experience. Uh, can I derail things very slightly and ask you if that's Kiki in your t-shirt, by the way? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Just I suddenly saw the bow in her hair and went, oh, okay, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. One of my several Miyazaki t-shirts. Excellent. I don't I think I own any. Oh, I own some. They're my daughters. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't own any that I wear. Uh, to, fair, to be on the team that I'm on at work, you kind of have to have a collection of interesting T-shirts. Was that in a job spec? Uh, no, but you'll be an outcast if you don't. Uh, we now have Freaky <laughs> Tie Friday. And my bullying in the workplace, that is. We've had Freaky Tie Friday introduced, and I've um, my Freaky Tie Friday is that I just don't wear a tie on a Friday, perhaps. That's just work quite well. Oh, you wild well child. I know. We have, we have very different workplaces. Yeah. I'm very sweet. What do you want? I I work, yeah. It was only about a week ago that the last person wearing shorts converted to trousers. So okay, but that's because their office is hotter than the sun. Um. Anyway, all, none of this is to do with Vassal, however. Um, Which point? That we might want to stay on topic. Oh, okay. Where you just? Um. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, I think the problem is for me with Vassal. I don't really have any strong feelings. No, um, I don't massively. I don't want to play on it very much. I do it very occasionally. Yeah, it, it exists. A lot of people seem to enjoy it, but it's not for me. Part of what I, I part of why I actually do war game is to, and this is going to sound sad, um, is to get out of the house and see people. Um, yeah. And for me, Vassal is about as far from that as you can get. It's literally staying in the house even more. Um, <laughs> And again, it's also part of the reason why I go to tournaments is to yeah go out, see people, have a bit of a chat, get some good games in. It's you know, it's uh, it's a game where there's a person across the other side of the table and you have a chat with them while you play. I like all that about war gaming of all kinds, but then I haven't played much for a while. But yeah, I like the well, idea you, of it anyway. You you have other things to do. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I'd like okay. to do more, possibly from next summer. Well, hopefully soon. I won't even need to think about Vassal because um, today I received my. Um, uh, I, I, I bought a, a like a, a battle mat, a, one of these four foot by four foot neoprene. Oh, you uh, said you get one of those, yeah, with the flat scenery. Yeah, uh, well, the, the flat scenery is on the way. That's just been posted from the uh, US as part of a Kickstarter. So there's so, a table in a box kind of thing. Yes. So uh, Ben, do you want to turn up sometime soon? Yeah, um, I like those neoprene. Like uh, playmats, they were quite interesting. Uh, we have we have a couple of them at a club, and they were supposed to bring. Uh, they were from a Czech Czech Republic company or something, mm. and um, 
<clears throat> we, haven't, we haven't got a lot of them, but they look quite good. And I quite like flat terrain as well. And I know that there's been in some discussion about like flat terrain and whether it's any good or not. I like. I have to be. I like felt representations of things, but with the real things on top. So with trees that you can move, with a wooded area underneath it, so you can move a tree out of the way. But I like having the trees and the things on the table in the first place. It's kind of in between the two. Hmm. This is because you're a fluff bunny cat. I like trees and stuff and hills. <laughs> we won't discriminate against you, but you know, just say. Yeah, I'm. I'm undecided about uh, flat terrain. I think I'm in a similar boat to Kurt. I think it's good to have like a. A flat forest template that you've got removable trees on. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the sort of thing we've been playing on for quite some time. But yeah. we won't go to this discussion but... anymore because we did it in the last episode. Oh, did we? Yes, we did. Oh. Maybe a month ago, but I've I, I, it's fresh in my mind because I had to edit the thing. Um, I'm glad someone does. <laughs> well, we could just put these up unedited on YouTube and see who listened. Oh, we do. Oh, we ever do that too? Yeah. 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 Uh, if you ever do want the um, unedited versions, the versions, then uh, the link is on the Elite Cadre blog. No thanks. Um, anyway, I, th- I think we just about exhausted the the, the vast chat, perhaps. I think we're pretty fairly ambivalent, really, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I like okay. it. Good. I'm pro. Okay. <laughs> well, not one, maybe. Yeah. The, 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 there's one I think we can perhaps get out of the way kind of quickly here, um, which is. Uh, what's the general consensus on the PP novels and uh, Skull Island Expedition? Uh, do what? you like them, or would you like longer, more fleshed out in-universe fiction? Is it, is it, have we got a tumbleweed sound effect we can put on? <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I read a few of the books. I think they're, they're all right. I think I think someone kind of mentioned that they their experience, someone tried to mention their experience was they're a bit hit and miss, and I would agree with that. I think some of the ones I've read are good, some of the ones are not so great. But as a, I think they do fulfil that that role of more fluff on the universe. I mean, that was that was one of the that was one of the original print ones, wasn't it? It was. It was uh, before yeah. they be- came out with Skull Islands or had any sort of like idea. I, I, th- what... I think that Skull Island was uh, just from Scuttlebutt was a, a reaction to um, what happened with that series of books because was there only one or two of the three that ever came out there was there were t- uh, t- there was a sequel plans which were revolved around a widowmaker uh, sniper and they um, that never saw I, f- I never made it to print and it was on Amazon for ages as a pre-order um, I don't know what they were saying as a you know what was the litmus test to make it something that would have been a a franchise that they would have built upon. I, I just think they wanted to keep it in-house, the intellectual property in-house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was some combination of uh, where the rights were distributed and uh, where the money was going. Um, yeah. I, I do believe they weren't getting an awful lot out of the publishing deal they had. Um, yeah. I take that with a pinch of salt because that is you know, 12th-hand information. Um, in Thunder Forge was a full book and it was actually quite well written and yeah. it was quite interesting uh, I haven't found the Skull Island ones that that good to be honest. I, I actually think that the that the big problem they had uh, when they announced that novel uh, and, and indeed the original Skull Island Expeditions ones was that there were no there were no recognisable names there and I know that sounds bad um, because obviously you, know, you don't just want to read the same three authors your entire life um, but you kind of, when you do something like that, you want at least one or two 
sort of big standout names that you go, oh, right, I've read some of theirs before. I'll give this a go. Mm. Yeah. David Gemmell to write some stuff for them. Good. Or that Tolkien guy. He's quite good. <laughs> do you know any other dead fantasy author's names, do you? Um, not sure. Okay. I didn't realise they're dead. But they're still writing. They're, they're talking still writing. He had a couple of films out the last few years. Were them, obviously. I'm with, I'm with Mike on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like oh. to start with him too often, but I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, which old steamroller scenarios would you like to see Ridge back? Raiders. Ridge Raiders. Or, or Ridge Raiders. The Power of Hindsight. Ridge Raiders. Oh. Why, Alex? Why? Because I hate you all. <laughs> This is the vengeance of the PG. You, you you finally suffered enough that you want the players to suffer as well. Is that it? Pretty much. Ridge Raiders. This bit's high, but this bit's low. But this bit, what? This blocks line of sight unless you hear. But if you uh, hear, you can't be talking about this. I can't like, imagine why they're not running that anymore. No. That was that was a really early steamroller. Yep. That sounds revolting. It, it was well. utterly utterly obnoxious. <laughs> It was far too clever to, for to be understood. It was bonkers. Uh, a, a, any other thoughts? Uh, I think each uh, steamroller gets better. I don't think people need to, to reminisce on the past. I think people need to um, look no, forward to it. When they went away, the last few years have been very similar. They've been very similar thing. What was it they took out? They took out something quite specific. I should have looked this up beforehand. Um, that, that I've missed. But I quite like the number we have now again. We've got back down to a sensible number that you can learn. You know, there's about a dozen, and it's quite kind of you can learn them and know what they are. Um, the objectives are a bit. I think we'd be interested in bring back the uh, the wonky deployment zones he had for a little while. That's what I was thinking of the zone, the diagonal zones. I quite like those. Yeah, well, the L shapes. I, I, I was actually, uh, oh no, I was thinking of the diagonal ones. Um, I, I was looking at maybe bringing back, well, bringing back uh, sacrifice. Oh, that was a good one. The only reason I would, I maybe would um, need a little bit more consideration. Hang on, that wasn't that our last game, wasn't that? Sac- was that sacrifice with um, uh, Butcher versus Calandra? Wasn't that sacrifice? I don't think. I can't remember. No, um, anyway, um, for those of you who don't remember sacrifice, me, <laughs> yes, uh, you had uh, radial deployment, which meant each player got. That's um, the word I was after. That's what I like. circles. A, a, a quarter circle um, in two opposite corners for deployment. Um, on your left was a flag, if you're player one, and on your right was a zone. And what you had to do was to score it all, you had to control the zone and contest the flag. Big zone, too. Uh, yes, it was... Tenants? Uh, no, it was, uh, I think that was the 8-inch diameter one. Was it? I thought it was quite big. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the 8-inch diameter one, because that, that feeds into um, uh, how I won this with rolling only one die. Okay. Um, now, what happened was, if you controlled the zone and contested the flag, at the end of the turn, um, whatever was on the flag took a power 20 magical damage roll yep. and was slammed D6 inches away and knocked down, um, which was pretty brutal. Uh, and why I've suggested this might not work is Colossals. Oh, yeah. Yes, because they can't be pushed away. Um, and it meant you could never score twice in a row. But you Maybe needed... that's why they took it out. Yeah, you only needed two points to win. Uh, and it was... The game I won by running only one die was by r- running up loads and loads of Doom Reavers, just getting them to fully populate the zone, having the opposing Signar army fail all their command checks getting into the zone... <laughs> 
Um, and then fail all their command checks going near the flag as well. So they couldn't get rid of the one Doom Reaver who was on the flag. So the only die I rolled for the entire game was Butcher's Focus. Wow. And I didn't even have to roll that on the first turn because it was a theme force. Okay. It was, it was stupid. It was utterly, utterly stupid. Um, but yes, I, I, I quite liked that one. Any others? I liked all the radio ones, to be honest. I quite I missed those. Distraction was not a great one. Distraction or distraction? Distraction. The one where you basically had to get into your opponent's deployment zone. Ooh. Depends on the nature of your army, really. Yes. But a bit barred to people like Circle, really, isn't it? Pardon? A little bit barred to those that play Circle and such. Yes. True, true. How about you, Benj? Any uh, scenarios from the past? Um, well, considering I don't think many of the steamrollers have changed significantly since when I started playing. I know that they've gone through various changes. Um, I don't know... The flags one, one of the ones seems, I don't know, has it changed so that it's more balanced now? I haven't actually played it in a long time. The three flags. Incursion. Incursion. Oh. I like Incursion. It's a simple one to play quickly with your mate. <laughs> it, it is. Because you can uh, have all the stuff in your case without any problem at all. It, it, will, it will be better now because you can shake off um, things like Denny's feet. Um, but it is one that has suffered balance problems. I mean, originally that three flags scenario... One of them would disappear randomly. Yep. But then it became the middle one stays and one of the edge ones will disappear randomly. Oh, yeah. Then they said they all stay, but the furthest ones out move another three inches outwards. Then oh, they put it that back. was silly. It was silly when they moved, yeah. Then they put it back to how it was originally with the flags equally deployed and just basically went to give up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's one to control, one to dominate go for it. We don't care anymore. Um, and I, I think, if anything, that scenario does suffer from... It's, it's, been, it's been through too many revisions, and you can tell that whoever has done that one just puts it in there because it's a simple scenario to do. It is. There's, there's no more care to it anymore. It's like, ah, whatever. Just put it in there. I have actually, by the way, found the, uh, the scenario pack that included Ridge Raiders. What? Yes. Steamroller 4. Yes. Wow. Uh, the special, that, that? Was that from 1904? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> okay, uh, get ready for this one. Divide the table in half with a line running east to west. Oh, this line God. is the ridge. Mark a 12-inch wide area running east to west centred on the ridge. This is the ridge line. Models completely in the ridge line benefit from elevated terrain against models that are not completely in the ridge line. Models that are not completely within the ridge line cannot draw a line of sight to models that are not completely within six inches of the other side of the ridge. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> what? Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, okay, here's the victory conditions. This is even better. Okay. Starting on the first player's third turn, a player wins... First when, player's third turn, okay. Yeah. When he ends his turn in control of the ridge line. Hang on, can we just clarify? Is it the winning player that wins that wins? Yes. Did, did the person oh, no. who wrote... This pack go on to write the new uh, Age of Sigma rules as well. Uh, no, I believe the person who wrote this pack is still writing the Steamroller pack today. Oh my god, they just got a lot better then. Yes. Wow. Oh god, yeah. The Steamroller, even since I've started playing, um, has dramatically improved. I agree. Yeah, uh, definitely has. Every year it's got better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got those years where all the objectives were different arm values and hit points yeah. and 
And, and, you when and then when there are 18 scenarios in a year, and you're like, I oh. don't, what? You get to a tournament, and they go, play this one. I'm like, I don't know what that is, mate. I well, particularly liked reinforcements when you're at a tournament with, uh, with with no space between the tables, and you've got oh, a yeah. tray full of miniatures under your table, and uh, <laughs> you just destroy them over the course of a day. <laughs> my favourite. Um, Clearly. I mean, the two thing about scenarios at the moment is, A, I don't really know, I still don't really know, and I guess it's my own fault. And I know actually quite a few people who, they don't know much difference between the different objective choices. No, uh, I don't either, to be honest. And, um, and it's always funny when someone asks you about that. And the second one was that I did like the random number generation of which flag would go in incursion back in the day when, the, when it was just I, like, you had your You're bets. a deviant, Benj. You're I, a deviant. Deviant. I can tell I like you. Well, I believe it. I like that too. Um, the reason why that went is so that it didn't disadvantage uh, casters like Madrak, who tended to play brick bricks. <laughs> um, if the middle flag went away, he couldn't split his army. So it just no. became, if I roll a three or a four to get rid of a flag, I lose. Yeah. But on the and flip that, side that of that... Suck it up, though. I'm the person playing Madrak. Suck it up. Yeah. But on the, on the flip side of that, Madrak, in most other ones, is... There's a brick. There's a centre zone. I'm now Madrak. Gets, uh, and, and now gets a free impaler. They've, yeah, they've, they've very much <laughs> done away with a lot of the things where there was one central zone to camp. Um, it, it is very much harder now to play that uh, P. Madrak brick list that just says, nope, the central zone is mine, uh, and wins on that than True. it was several years ago. Wait, which, which, is, which is the one with the two objectives on the corner, though, of that one? That's Destruction. That, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. That is still very much one of those um, that can be won very easily with a brick. Mm. Um, but then again, they, they kind of spread the different types of scenario throughout the pack. So you've got ones that are easier to win with a brick, you've got ones that are easier to win when you've got lots of solos who can sort of run about and capture various points of the map for you. Um, and it, it's all part of the balance of the pack. They've been very careful to make sure that there is that variety of scenario um, throughout, um, and with only having what is it, twelve this year or ten? I think I think it's been twelve for a few years, isn't it? Well, so, or around that ten or twelve, yeah. It might, it might even be less. I think, actually, no, eight. No, is it really? I haven't looked. Clearly, I haven't looked. This year's nearly over, but new ones soon. No, uh, no, no, not so middle of next year. Yeah, oh. uh, it's a long time. Oh, uh, so, uh, plus it's a nice hotel. The breakfasts are really nice. Really nice. Beer yeah. wasn't bad either. It is a really nice hotel. I, I, I learned a trick last year. You mentioned beer near Norbert, and it appears. Uh, oh God, he, he was a mess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened. Cider there wasn't there. There was a lack of cider. Beer was much cheaper and greater quantities. Yes. When you say cheap, you still had to put a down payment, size of a small mortgage. But you got you spent the same amount on a cider, and it's half the size. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I was gonna say, m m I don't know what you're talking about. Most of my drinks that weekend came from a two-liter bottle of sugar-free dandelion and burdock I had under the desk. <laughs> Is that a bottle of dandelion and burdock you smuggled in? Uh, are you a 56-year-old man from Yorkshire that goes shopping at Morrison's? He is, yes. No, wow. but uh, at the moment in my fridge 54, you will also 54. find in my fridge you will also find cream soda and cloudy lemonade. Oh god, those are superior. I'll take those. So he has pipe lessons. He doesn't just make the pipe, but he's a good lesson. <laughs> I've learned to point with it very well. Yeah. Uh, Young man, look at what. What's the state of that? 
Get away from my bins. And my lord. Anyway, we should probably move on from this. Um, and we have a question for, uh, well, uh, from uh, Domo on... Uh, Domo. Any tips for painting motivation? Um, um, Skype is the one that I would always throw in. Yeah, Skype was always a... Uh, Skype painting session was always a good laugh. It's what Alex uses these as anyway. Pretty much. And I generally do, except that I'm sat on the sofa right now because I still haven't got anything that I really want to paint. Mm. Uh, you start with a model that you really want to paint and a box set that you really want to watch. And then, <laughs> and then you move on to infantry after and then you discover... I find, <laughs> I find a box set that I've already watched is better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something I've already seen. Because if you put something on that you really want to watch, you won't do any painting at all. Or yeah. I won't. Yeah. That's a, that is a valid point. But I, I, I do like Skype. Skyping and painting for me is, um, is, the, is the weird. Going on Twitter and going, I'm painting this evening, who's on Skype? And start bullying people into being on Skype. Yeah. I don't know what I think. Having the time would be a good start. Because um, uh, I don't at this point. Making the time. Yes, I agree. Making the time. Hey, when you're, when you're out three nights a week and the podcast recording night is also your RPG night, um, it gets a bit awkward. It's about priorities. Yes. I haven't done any painting in months. It's about priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't. Um, I'm hoping, with my P- as and when and if my PG order arrives, that that will uh, be a, a key motivating factor. What's in the box? What's Do, me three, box? Do Me 3, Glacier King, a few other bits of trolls. Oh, it's all trolls. Oh, it's all trolls. Every single last bottle is trolls. Are you going, are you going all troll 2016? Um, I've been on door troll for about two years now, I think. I, I know, but I, maybe... Yes. Okay. yes, I'm sticking with trolls. That's what I feel most motivated to play. Have you ever heard about Scorn? Don't like Scorn. No, nobody does, but... Don't like Scorn. If you if you like like making yourself feel right. awful, yeah. I don't like Scorn. I like trolls, John, they're nice. John's got some Scorn. No, John's not playing Scorn at the moment. Yeah, that's, he's selling it, maybe. No, who knows. No, he won't sell it. Because he, he wouldn't be salty enough otherwise. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at his event and trying to work out how I can go. Has he got an event? Ah, uh, Jun's Pro Tournament, yes. Oh, John. Isn't yeah. that a hashtag? It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> because of Jun's Pro Tips, I decided to turn it to Jun's Pro Tournaments. Jun's Pro Tournament. Um, oh, yes. yeah, there it is. Uh, just for reference as well, because uh, this podcast will probably come out before the event. Probably uh, will. Yes, on the 9th of January... Uh, there is a Steamroller Series heat at Bristol Independent Gaming. Um, Bristol is getting its own Steamroller Series. It's being um, run by... I'm not sure if he's a PG yet, but I know he's applied. Uh, Jun Chan. Um, and he's going to be running four heats, uh, running into a final. Uh, the first heat on 9th of January, 50 points, and uses the Steamroller packet. Um, for reference, that means timed turns. Oh, all right, turn yes. Down. I prefer Death Clock, but I like Totos. They're good training for Death Clock. Yes. Yes, very yes. true. So, um, and uh, also means uh, no ADR, no reinforcements, yada, 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 so on. Uh, basically, standard steamroller. The most standard version. Nobody does that anymore. That's, that's so, uh, it's just, oh, nobody does that. Who does that? John does, and that's why I go to his events. Um, so the cost of attending is £10 if you uh, pre-book. Or I think it's £12 on the day. Uh, there's four spaces gone of the 16, so 12 left. I need to work out what to do with my children. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, that's, that's my difficulty. I have children that day. Yes. Just take them with you. Yeah, get them uh, involved. Well, that was the temptation of take them to the zoo or something like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Zoo, leave them there, then go and game. What, at the zoo? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, at current, um, of the, uh, the 16 players, although only four have paid, there are 14 people listed on Facebook as going. <laughs> okay. With 14 more interested and 72 invited. Wow. I don't think I was invited. <laughs> you were invited it? to this. Was I? Yes. I don't know. Say, These Facebook invites, I've got 21 event invitations. I don't, I don't even know 21 people. <laughs> um, I can create my own event. Apparently. Ben just confused by Facebook. Clearly. I, I hate Facebook. It's awful. But it's, you hate it's life itself. Long. He does. No, no, I'm slightly more, a bit more benevolent. If you ignore it for long enough, it would go away. He's not no. so much of a misanthrope anymore. No, only a little bit. I came, I came second in a team tournament recently. That, that's what perked me up. That was. That you was came awesome. second, or your team did? No, he came well, second. Well, hey, 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 I carried. I carried. I, I won three of my four games. Well, so, so Benj, could could this be said to be painting motivation as well? Uh, what? Oh, yeah, actually, gaming. That's a good painting motivation. Yeah. It is. Gaming, it's, gaming is really good painting motivation. I really like having stuff painted and on the field, and I tend to play only with painted models. So it is kind of a motivation to have an army that looks half decent. Less I am is silver. So these days. I, fi- I find painting motivates gaming, and gaming motivates painting. So if I go to an event or play some games, then I want to start painting, get other things painted, and. They, they drive yeah. each other, and then they want to game more with my new shiny things, and then they want to paint more because I've been gaming. Um, as soon as well, things like <clears throat> X-wing and Armada don't help though, because then you yes. gaming with things you don't have to paint, and that doesn't. I've played Armada, but anything I've played lately. Hmm. I think seeing some inspiration of some really good painted stuff can get you thinking, "Oh, I can do that." And of course, yours looks shite, but at least you gave it a go. How dare you? Not yours in particular. I'm saying oh, mine. Oh my. You know, yours is in everyone's. Oh, yeah. everyone took shit, does it? I see. No, no, no. <laughs> so elitist, Benj. Yes, I'm sorry. Set the bench I'm, so high. I'm going to go play Guild Ball now. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> need to paint those well. You can't paint, you can't. Do you have Matt on your back if you paint those crap? Really? Yeah. He started oh. suing people for painting crap models, I think. <laughs> Wait, is that turning into the guy that sues people over... No, stop. Move oh, on. Okay, fine. Fine. Mine was, was an idle joke from somebody who would take the joke. What was yours? I don't know. <laughs> no, no I there, there's, a, there, there's a reason that brand does not get mentioned on podcasts, and that's because I would like not to have my ass sued off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm nobody, okay, and I have, have, I have £900 in my bank account. Please don't take it. Whoever you... The views of Ben Hansen do not necessarily represent those of Elite Kerber. <laughs> <laughs> Or the human race. <laughs> Particularly the human race. Uh, I, I do speak for chimps. <laughs> chumps, I think you mean chumps. Yeah, chumpy chumps. Uh, anyway, that's uh, all the questions I have. Uh, were there any other that come up? Um, silhouettes, actually. The other thing was, was about confusion of silhouettes, because obviously Privateer Press was another question that I got sent. Privateer Press prides itself on models looking distinctive and different, and even when you get epic forms, they're quite different poses and stuff. Are there any models that players get confused? What the example that I was sent was uh, Madrek and the um, and the old metal axes. That there is a different similarity, especially the new the the, um, 
second secondary Madrak being a bit bigger and or put Madrak on a bigger base and they start to look like the axes. Um, Actually, yes, the whole of well, a majority of the cock warjacks. I still don't know what half of them do. See, it's racist, but they all look the same. <laughs> well, apart from that one that kind of like hovers like a Metropolis-style nightmare, that one is pretty. But there's a whole different. line of those. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I really don't. Someone plays cock again, so I just say, you know, just kill me because I don't know what half your stuff does. The focus goes there, it goes there, it goes everywhere. Focus for everyone, apart from me. <laughs> yeah, but nobody, but nobody ever wins with them, though. So it doesn't matter what they do. Are you sure? There's, there's a few people that do now. Really? They, they, they just confuse their opponents and they <laughs> lose the will to live. If, if you are very good with convergence, it is very easy to win with them at times. Uh, on the flip side, they do have some problems. Um, on the flip side, it's called cheating. What, no? Uh, lack of new models? I don't think it's a lack of new models. I think they've kind of... They've been decked out with a lot of the tools they need. Uh, it just depends on whether they've actually picked those to play with. Um, I mean, I do know my last game against uh, Convergent uh, was pretty much... I went into the zone on Destruction and the Convergence player walked backwards because I had countermeasures up and hmm. they couldn't shoot with their mostly shooty army. Okay. I I mean, their recursion is like halfway between Crick's annoying and... Ah, no. The medium base spam, with medium bases coming back every turn, that's more annoying. That's, But then again, that's in the ballpark of uh, what trolls are doing with the Meat Mountain. Uh, um, I do. What... Is armor still a thing? Yeah. Like, in this meta nowadays? I know there's a few factions that can't crack it, but there are... Well... Armour is still a thing uh, in so much as you need to be prepared to deal with um, reasonably high armour on a lot of models all at once. Hmm. And uh, certain armies, especially trolls. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think it's so much, you know, can you deal with armour 26? Um, that's rare though, isn't it? Armour 22, 23, that's, that's more doable more frequently. Yeah. Well, certainly armour certainly armor 20, 21, you can spread through a lot of trolls now. Well, I, I was going to say, the Bart double galleon list, um, you'll be facing one galleon at armour 24 and the other at 22, um, which, again, just bleh. Well, yeah, cause it, well, and the, and the Glacier King or the Mountain, or the Mountain King, you can get up to 23 yeah. with a bit of effort, but without too much. Uh, troll, trolls have always been good at spreading yeah. reasonably high armour across a lot of models. Having a nice plus two bubble works quite nicely. Yeah, so... But yeah, armor is armor is still a thing. Uh, I, I think that's actually it's it's kind of one of the things about the meta of War Machine in that uh, it's it's almost constantly shifting. But at the moment, we seem to be a little bit stuck because someone's found the meat mountain and all of a sudden it's kind of not gone away. Mm. Uh, there's there's really nothing that just you can reliably slap down on the table and go, all right. That beats the meat mountain. Um, <coughs> excuse you. Um, quite. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's tricky, but you, I mean, yeah, it's about being able to take out the support pieces, isn't it? A lot of the time with those sort of those sort of builds, which if you if you run them sensibly, is quite difficult to do. Um, yes. Um, well, the, the, the thing is, I'm playing Signal at the moment and Mercs. The the one thing I have that's really good at wheedling out support pieces is useless against meat mounted. Okay. Because it's Kane and his magic bullet. 
But ooh, mm-hmm. power twelves. Those work so well against Meat Mountain. True, but you can bounce them through to try and get get rid of the stone and things like that as well. Though that's always the yeah fun part of that. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's an odd meta. Um, I look forward to seeing what the PG meta is at uh, Smogcon. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. I will uh, probably be bringing Mercs. I'll I'll just let that be known now. What? That, will Kev bring Mercs or Legion? And then you can have a Merc off. Uh, Kev, Kev's been playing Mercs for again for a while now. Yeah, that Commodore cannon. <laughs> the Commodore is one of the greatest comedy elements of War Machine you will Ugh. ever see. <laughs> Uh, right, so uh, I'm going to put down this 10-inch spray. What power is it? Power 20. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay, I'm taking a... Uh, uh, I can't remember the range is on the um, the slam gun on that. Is it, is it range like 18 or something? I've no idea. The, the, the Commodore is a, a an artillery piece of just sheer insanity that even if you take out the crew, it can borrow crew from other units. Oh, I forgot that, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. just take up when it's horrible. Well, no, it's not take up because you can take them from other units. Oh, well, oh, wow. you, you can actually, I think, attach sea dogs to it. I believe. <laughs> this is the problem because I've never used the Commodore. Um, He's very grateful. Ah, there we go. The Commodore cannon and crew uh, cannonball. Ah, that's it. Range twenty, power sixteen, slam. Wow. Or there's the incendiary shot, which is range 16, AOE 4, power 14, and causes fire. Or there's the spray 10, power 20. On an army where almost nothing can get knocked down, and yeah. Yes, and which um, it fires at rat 5, and you can have two assist actions, taking it up to rat 9. Yeah, luckily there's only one of them. Yes, and it's only playable in a... Um, theme, fist, theme list. No, only playable with Shay. But Which basically means, it, basically means it might as well be only theme for it. Uh, yes. Wow. Okay. There we go. A Sea Dog boarding crew ending its storm movement within three inches of the Commodore can join its unit. Oh, actually, I have another question that I didn't notice from before. Go on. Um, thoughts on... What are, th- what are your thoughts on elemental immunities and traits? Is the hard counter nature of immunities too good? I.e. P-Nemo versus Striker 1 and 2 or Kruger 1 or Heavy Range Legion versus Fuhrer and Faramine Jacks or Faramine other things. I'm kind of conflicted on yeah. the elemental stuff because it feels like it's half a system. Uh, what I mean by that is, okay, so Fiora is fire immune. Yeah. Um, but might that mean that then that she takes extra damage from cold because it has the potential to say oh, so you mean. shatter her armor um, or the the wood units from um, circle you know should they take extra damage from fire yeah yes. I, it looks like it, it, it feels like half a set of rules um, I didn't even talk about that before as well as that there are some there are some bits in it where you just think well yeah you're you're immune to the fire, but it's not just fire. So, for instance, with um, oh the uh, the one in Legion, Warcaster, he was a Callus. He was an Ogren. Uh, what Thagrosh? Thagrosh, thank you. Completely okay. my mind. I'm back. <laughs> like what Thagrosh? Yes, I know. Because um, he's got the the weapon that's uh, two different types of damage, yeah. Yeah. and if you're immune to either one, you're immune to all of it. Yeah. Any damage at all. Yeah. 
So, and it feels like, well, hang on, you're immune to the fire, but how about the cold? So, it's... That, uh, that is the odd bit of that, where if you're immune to one part of the damage, you're immune to all of it. That's yes. quite an interesting one. Yes. Um, I never even thought about the, fire, the heat the heat versus cold, when it doesn't work, it doesn't work all the way around, because the only two that are opposites are heat and cold. Um, yeah. Corrosion isn't an opposite, is, hasn't, hasn't got an opposite or anything, has it? So, um... But um, but it, it, electricity was, isn't the opposite yeah. isn't the opposite of um of of corrosion. I suppose that's the other way. Yeah. That's the other way, isn't yeah. it? But, but it, um, it was more of a, a a point of saying here there are immunities can't there be weaknesses as well. Um, but then there are weird ones. So the the North Korean North the the fire breathers fire eaters for North uh, Korean North, fire eaters <laughs> North, North Korean, Korean. <laughs> North Korean fire eaters. Have they run out of food in North Korea? So they're trying to eat fire. Wow. Makes very strange when they eat fire. Um, <laughs> they are they breathe fire, but they have immunity cold. And they set things on fire, but they have immunity wow. to cold. Because they're from the north, my boy. It's from the north, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, the problem is they mechanically wouldn't work if they're immune to fire. No, they wouldn't, would they? Because you'd go to set them on fire and go, ha I get boosted this and that. I'm like, well, no, because you you can't get on fire because you're immune. Yeah, but they have got plus four armor or five armor against fire. Yeah, which is another weird one. But yeah, it's kind of which is unusual and I think unique in the, in that respect. But um, yeah, yeah, they are, they are very unusual. They're in they're in my package. Hopefully, two units of those. That's going to be very uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> I need to get samples of uh from Starcraft and put them on the phone. If you don't know what that is, then that's fine. Has anyone played Legacy of the Void? Nope. Yeah. Is that the third part? Yeah. No, haven't even gotten the second one yet. Oh. No one cares, Ben. Move on. I, I would, but I, I would, but I haven't, so I can't. <laughs> he, he would care, but he just doesn't. <laughs> I was also, I was also extremely digressing horribly. I was extremely excited about Star Wars um, Battlefield until I've read the countless reviews online now and gone. Uh, I'm really glad I didn't just go out and buy a PlayStation just to play that. Yeah, um, I got told it was very empty. Yeah, even though it looks amazing. Um, yeah. Okay, well, uh, at this point, I think, uh, given that we've uh, meandered that far off topic, I think we can yes. uh, call an end to the first half. Well, have a break, you mean? <laughs> yes, uh, we're going to have a break, and uh, we'll see you all on the other side.
Welcome back to Elite Cadre. Uh, we're going to uh, kick off the second half as we normally do with Spelling It Out. And this week it's the guest choice. So uh, As we normally do. Yeah, we normally do Spelling It Out. After we the... do normally do Spelling It Out, but I, the, all, I like the, just the, the professionalism was uh, outstanding. What could I say? We've, yeah. we've done Spelling It Out on, on at least 40 of the 64 episodes. 64 <laughs> episodes. Shocking. 64. How old are you? Wow. Hmm. Anyway, let's say guest choice, so Ben, let us know what we're doing. Right, we are doing Fire on the Sword of Truth. Uh, ironically... that's, that's, not, well, well, that's, that's not what we read. I thought we were doing Gatsby 3. <laughs> uh, you need Matt Townsend for that. Oh, shit, yeah, of course. I'll give him a ring. He's yeah, always carry on, carry on, Ben. Do that okay, one, so. uh, he's, he's, according to Battle College, the nickname Tyrone is actually a nickname. So he has got no, the... no nicknames on this podcast. Thing, okay, sorry. Okay, uh, fire on the sword of truth. A retribution warcaster. Truth, truth. truth. Yes, truth, truth. It's a sword tooth. He is essentially a above average medium base. Essentially warcaster. above average. Yeah. He's he's not just the normal lover. He's a sensual lover. No, no. kind of vaguely. Uh, um. Okay, okay, Mitch. Well, let, let's go through his. Uh, normal warcaster. Flowers and a, uh, a bottle of champagne will work, but he's essentially above average. <laughs> the first thing to notice that he's focus six. <laughs> he is focus six. He has um, a range of spells to enable infantry, though, uh, rather than just warjacks. Uh, his one warjack spell is a sail, uh, upkeep spell. Uh, given friendly uh, target friendly war jack bonus. You've broken the format already. What? What have I done? <laughs> let's, let's go through this and Benj can comment on them. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, Somebody else. Right, so, yeah. first Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we do any of that, we need to look at his abilities. We need to have a look, see what he's got that can boost his his spell output within his abilities. What's that done? So, uh, we'll move I'm, on to the spells I'm themselves. We want to spell themselves, then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because it's good. Do you want to do it, Mike? Yeah, go on, then. Okay. So the first spell on his list is a sale. It is a so cost a sale three. is cost three. <laughs> how have you not murdered him? Like, <laughs> how have you not taken him aside? I have the patience of a saint. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> so a sale. <laughs> 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 Man down. Oh god. Alex. Yes. Is it is it a sale? Yes. Do you want to do them, Alex? No, it's fine. Alex, you do it. Alex, what does it cost? I, I'll let Mike do that bit. <laughs> uh, are you sure? Yeah. Are you positive? I'm, he's not sure. I can tell. Can you let me get through this time? Hmm? Maybe. Okay. <clears throat> right. The first spell. It's a sale. It's cost three. <laughs> Come on then. Focus. Welcome to Elite Card Focus, Mike. Bring you back in the room. Come on, three focus. It. It's three three focus. Let Mike do it. Come on. Don't be tight. I promise we're gonna be quiet now. No, you don't no you're not. That's the worst thing you say. Oh well. Okay. First spell is a sale. It is a cost three range six spell. It's an upkeep and it's non offensive. Uh what's the AoE and the power? Doesn't have one. We'll say that then. That's irrelevant. It's, it's not offensive, he said. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. 
Actually, no, there are there are some non-offensive spells that, that do offensive. have an AOE. And they are um, quite offensive. Uh, on this card. Uh, yes. Okay, so, Assail. Target friendly faction Warjack can charge or make slam or trample power attacks without spending focus. The Warjack gains plus two inches of movement when it charges or makes a slam or trample power attack. Models slammed by the Warjack are moved to plus two inches. Is that because the Warjack effectively has a sail placed on it? Yes. Much like a ship? Yes. Okay. Exactly that reason. Uh, well, and a following wind. Okay. Wouldn't work if it wasn't a, if the wind was against it or if it had no, attack. It, it would have a negative it. effect, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be good if it was random. If you had to randomize at the start of the turn, roll it bring more wind. more random effects into what, war machine. It's more like watch. a game that I know you love, like Uncharted Seas. Yeah. Yeah. Direction of wind. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, this is going to be useful for probably the one, maybe two warjacks that Thyron's going to run. Yep. Um, right, ben, go on. Phyllis, you you've played this caster. I have. Um, I've n- not used it with a Banshee as of yet, uh, apart from really poorly in a game where I was supposed to be using him in tier and then the teary bits didn't show up. Uh, so I had to do a hodgepodge. Um, but he he has been and is kind of a given that you kind of want to put Imperitus with him, which is probably... Or Moros and then run an infantry spam uh, and then use Moros to paralyse... Uh, the victim and fire on to finish it off. Um, Morris is actually su- in really survivable in combat with him, and he's got a lovely speed buff uh, to and sidestep with the um, with the feet as well, so he can go in there. Uh, get grievous, uh, he's got um, grievous wounds on his swords, so. Um, then in comes Thyron to finish off any Hordes caster. It is a good solid answer to, to, to Hordes is Thyron. Well, it effectively also means you can just, uh, assign four focus to the, uh, to the Jack. Yeah. Because um, you're effectively charging for free um, and you can put three on there on top, which is very, very nice. Um, how much use you get out of the plus two inches of slam is debatable. Um but to be honest, sometimes it's going to win you games because I know people have won on scenario by going, you know what, I just want you to be out of this zone. Mm. <coughs> Slamming a minimum of three inches can be pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 well, it, it, can, it can be three inches, between three and nine inches, exactly. Yeah. So it's not that huge. But yeah. I don't know, slamming a model nine inches away is pretty annoying. Yeah, that is pretty... Nice if, if it's a Kador Jack, it's not going to get back to you for a while. I wouldn't call nine inches well, huge, though. I mean, I wouldn't argue with nine inches, but... <laughs> That's what she said. Um, yeah, she did. Yeah, but... Um, no, that... Nine inches is pretty big. Come on. <laughs> and especially it, if that's going over stuff as well. Yeah, In a game that's decided by... Millimeters sometimes, nine inches of movement. Do you mean when you say millimeters? Do you mean sixteenths of inches? No, I mean millimeters. Okay. Because the game does use millimeters as well for the base sizes. Okay, so that's a sale. Very solid. I thought you had um PQ and T-shirt, not pedant. Uh, you realise I work in QA, which is basically the department for pedantry. Is it good? Yes. So, um. Yes, a sale. Very solid, single jack buff. Um, can be hot swapped between two, but yeah, just a good solid spell. He generally likes that uh, the two upkeeps, and for that you generally take Silas as well. So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, moving on to the next one. We have Ground Zero. It's a cost 3, range self, AoE 5, power 13, non-upkeepable and non-offensive spell. It reads, center a 5-inch AoE on this model. Each other model in the AoE is hit and suffers a power 13 damage roll. Each model damaged by Ground Zero is pushed D6 inches directly away from this model in the order you choose. Yeah, I can see that working. Yeah. Yep. Um, with sidestep as well, that could um, go a bit wrong very quickly. Mm. Or very wrong very quickly. Mm. Uh, because you can charge in Ground Zero or something, move other models out of the way and go, oh, look, I can go through your lines now with these sidesteps. That's a shame. Now, it is expensive. It's it's half his stack. Yeah. But cost it is also a... Cost four, is it? Effectively with boost. Because of the way that he... Yeah, he doesn't have to boost, though. Because of the way that he plays, though, he's, he's never really casting that spell because he is a support caster. He is yeah. really at the back. And by the time you want to cast that spell, the army's dead. The, well, hopefully, the enemy army's... Uh, you know, the frontline infantry's gone. So there aren't huge obstacles, and you're just looking to sidestep off the big ones that are left. Um, Could be good for pushing things away from a flag, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's a, a nice sort of utility spell, um, especially if you find yourself surrounded for some reason. Yeah. You, you, you've become outnumbered. You've had a, quite a few charges going to the caster. Survived somehow. Uh, Ground Zero is always a good way of going, and they all die. Mm-hmm. Good utility piece. Any other thoughts, Benj? Um, again, I haven't. That's the only spell that I have yet to cast uh, or been in a position to cast because usually what gets the fire on is not a horde of infantry but just one big heavy. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next spell on his list is onslaught. It's a cost two, range self, uh, no AOE, no power, uh, upkeepable, non-offensive spell. <clears throat> And it reads, friendly faction models beginning a charge in this model's control area gain Pathfinder during the charge. How often do you find that's an issue with uh, Retribution Bench? Oh, considering he likes Halberdiers and Sentinels as much as he does... It, it has come in use useful uh, a few times. Um, especially before I got Infiltrators. Um, because does he, he have Pathfinder? Uh, he, doesn't na- he doesn't naturally have Pathfinder. Could it, would it be worthwhile putting on so he can use it? Maybe? Yeah, he can use it. Any anything can use it. Yeah, you know, but is it is it worthwhile putting it on so he can use it? Maybe a turn <sighs> before he goes for an assassination run or. It's. I have cast it with him on an assassination run before, so yeah, I have used it to get over a wall. Um, I mean, it is too focused, so it's kind of you know a, a, a third of his stack. Um, but if you need Pathfinder, otherwise you're out of the game. It's you know it's going to be a valid choice. It's good on the feet when you need to get them, everybody in, and over over certain obstacles, those that are behind. I think you said it's a debate between this and the next spell, isn't it? As it is. It, yeah. it, it, and it depends on situations of when you want it. So I could see Onslaught being really useful early game and late game. Mm. Um, it's all depending on circumstances and the scenery and walls and such like. But um, I could see it being useful for getting up the table, giving you know, a large chunk of your army um, Pathfinder. Late game, when you've got less army and more of it's in your control area, getting giving critical models Pathfinder. Yeah, you are. the The problem is that it's potentially that two focus is potentially another two Mat Nine 
power 15 weapon master attacks on a target as well. So you get even if you're going over a wall, th- th- this is if you've done Storm Rager on him as well. Or it's potentially... Well, you can't have both, can you? No, no, you can't, because they're both... Um... Stormranger's not... Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Mm. yeah you got to have Stormranger and... So I suppose if you, if you were to cast the... If, if you absolutely had to get there, and you, you, you needed just one or two hits to kill it, then you know you could do Onslaught, charge, then do Stormranger afterwards. Yeah. That's, mm. that, that, that's perfectly plausible if, say, you know, it's on his feet turn as well. Uh, because he's gaining that extra dying attack rolls, um, he then becomes what are we? He with Stormrage up, he'd be a PNS fifteen weapon master. Yeah. At map nine. Yeah, yes. map nine. He's hitting all day long. Yeah. Um, and he'd have three attacks at that. He would under the feet as well. He'd also have an additional die for melee attacks. Yes, so... I've gone through that bench. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, he's got a sword. He said, didn't he? Yeah, some sort of pokey thing. Sharp. Uh, it looks more like a butter knife, to be honest, in his hand. <laughs> uh, okay, so that, that's Onslaught. We might as well go to, because uh, you mentioned it was a between this and the next one, really, yeah, Kurt. Uh, the next one's Spell Piercer, which is uh, cost to range self, uh, no AoE, no power, not upkeepable, not offensive. Um, and it says, while within this model's control area, friendly faction models units... Weapons gain magical weapon and blessed. Spell piercer lasts for one round. Um, and uh, yeah, the Yaga's got that. When making an attack with a weapon with blessed, ignore spell effects that add to the model's arm or death. Defender's ward. Yep. <laughs> uh, Defender's ward. Iron flesh. Blur. It's really strong. Yeah, it's well. It depends on the army you're facing because if it is one of those armies that relies on. Uh, that that one big buff, uh, then this will just completely ignore it and make it uh, a very horrible game. But to have it on everything within his control area, so ranged and everything, isn't it? Ranged and melee. Yeah. Yeah, all weapons. All weapons. That's powerful. That's why it's not an upkeep. Yeah. So if you're facing um, Cricks and they've got the uh, the Blood Riches, okay, they can go incorporeal all they like. Uh, you've got magical weapons and you don't care. Um, it's good on Chaga Chaga. Yagi Yaga. Yagi Yaga. Well, uh, the, croc, uh, the Crocs really needed some magic weapons somewhere in there. Um, and it was very much needed for them. Uh, and plus, but, she can use it kind of like an upkeep spell. She's got the uh, Sacral Vault as well. Getting a point yeah. of fury off it. But uh, with, with Retribution, how important do you find this one, Benj? Um, used it a few times. Uh, Spectral Steel was the case where I used it. The only problem was I still Imperatus whiffed a few attacks, but it is quite a useful... Mage Hunters circumvent the need for it again, um, just as they ignore everything. Um, it's really situational again, it's, um, but it's great having those situational tools um, for a change. It, so would you say that overall he's kind of a support toolbox? He is a support... That, that's why I feel that he's missing or could potentially replace one spell with something that just keeps his army alive to deliver it. Um, stealth is the only is one of the few options that he does have because um, even shield wall halberdiers they just seem to get chomped uh, quite a lot even at uh, defense 15 uh, armor 18 
it's um he he really would he really just needs one more spell. That's how I feel. But everything is very great. It's it's great having those things that you can hot swap. Um, he just doesn't have enough focus as well. So Silas, as, as I mentioned before, is really useful. At yeah. least keeping one upkeep, and which is usually potentially Storm Rage on himself or uh, the Fane Knight is actually quite good. But again, that's five points, but he can get up to ridiculous um, stats and missile. In. So you're looking to put your, that on super solos. Uh, I haven't run him with any Mage Hunter Assassins, but I can imagine that being quite obnoxious as well, especially on the feet, because they always have a problem of hitting. Um, so yeah, he is a he is a very. It is nice having those options. I guess they're different options from what Retributions had, which is everything sink in and uh, into the caster, everything aim and ignore the army. That's that's how they've seemed to have played for a long time. Hmm. But I've only been playing Retribution like this properly for well, I only that tournament that I took them to in London was probably the first one that I've actually played them in a tournament, and Thyron was quite useful there. Fair enough. Well, well, before we go to, to in, any final comments, we should probably actually move on to um, Storm Rage, which we've yeah. discussed. <clears throat> um, Storm Rage, which is final spell. Uh, it's cost two, range six. Uh, no AoE, no power. Uh, it is upkeepable, non offensive, and target friendly faction warrior model gains plus two strength, mat, uh, and arm, and cannot be targeted by combined ranged attacks or combined melee attacks. Now, yeah. that caster can sometimes be extremely useful. <laughs> Growl's got that. Yeah, but yeah. Growl's got a lot of things that just don't amount to much. <laughs> <laughs> Growl is Growl. Growl belongs in scorn. Um. It's, it's almost a mini weapon of destruction. Am I, uh, yeah, engine of destruction. Yeah. But put on anyone. It's, uh, it, it is a good selection of spells. You can kind of see that there is a... The, the, yeah, there's some army support in there. There's um, the option for uh, magical damage for a spell if you need it. Um, but again, with magic weapons, he doesn't really need the nuke that almost every other caster has, so... Grand Zero makes a sensible choice. Bit of Jack support and a bit of support for himself. So it's 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 a good mix of stuff. Uh, I mean, I know you're saying you know he's a sort of Retribution's version of Butcher, and and in a way that's true because Butcher has a, a you know, P Butcher the original has a, a good selection of spells that support him and his army. Um, so yeah, that that that, mm. that all kind of works. Yeah, after playing Butcher three, you you feel, you realise how kind of spoiled the shenanigans that you can do with him. Uh, and then you go to Thyron, and I mean, I've played a lot of Butcher 3, uh, various different like play styles, but here's the threat range, and he's almost there. And it's just the... He's quite interesting in a fluff perspective as well, because he adds a new house, hmm. uh, which potentially might lead to medium base swordsman of some description, which would be... You're just, you're just hoping, aren't you? I am! I am! And they're in the fluff. There is a small page for the retribution. They weren't really very prominent in that book. I guess, though, with the new Colossal, as well, with the dragging, you know, bringing stuff to Thyron could be quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants this. <laughs> I want it. I want my anime elves to flourish with the yeah, big... Yeah, elves, please. What, what? Your iPod elves, please. iPod elves? What They're decked all in white, and they come from the land of Ios. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, good point. How did I not see that before? 
because I'm simple. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, that's that's taint of them. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> right to the bin or smelting. Back to signal for you. Uh, I've just got uh, a second unit of precursors actually in the post. Nice. Yeah, it's time to run uh, Connie in tier. <laughs> oh, why the fuck do I play this game? Um, <laughs> sorry, language. Um, we have yeah. an explicit tag. You can oh, do we? Oh, fuck yeah. Bugger bollocks. Brilliant. Um, well, to be fair, why are you running Constance out of faction? Oh, out of faction? Yeah, you can, you can only run Constance's theme force out of faction. I'm sorry, when she comes... What? <laughs> <laughs> what I faction know. is she from? Let's just back this up. Wait, she's... She is a Signarian ally. Yeah, but where ally. do you see her played? Yeah, but you get her in the book and she's got that blue, you know, border uh, edge. Oh, well, that's having a blue border edge. That must mean faction. card has a blue border edge. I'm sorry. It, it's it, like, it, where do you see most of the Kayazi these days? Yeah, Mercs, yeah. <laughs> not, not in Kado. Not in Kado, no. Because they get her, no armor. And then Mercs go, nah, they're about the same as the rest of our troops. Yeah, 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 you can still play. They're quite nasty in Mercs. Yes, they are. So oh, countermeasure on them. Yeah, I was waiting for that countermeasure. Kayazi. It's like one of those. It's just like, what's. No, yeah. It's usually countermeasure followed by Kayazi. That's, that's, that's all you hear about them. You sound slightly depressed about that. Well, <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it and uh, I ignored it and I still killed Drake. McBain. That was fun. McBain. McBain. Um. But yeah, I can still dream, and I actually Signar did get a medium base. They got that big ogre in trencher buster, dude. Yes, which immediately had to be errated. Did, did I must have missed that? What uh, because was it glorious? Uh, uh, because it originally flanked with itself. Leave <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the word other out. Yeah, every release in that book that had flank oh. flanked with itself. Oh. It was missing the word other. Yeah. Oh. Uh, in, fact, flanking. in fact, Constance was, re- was released as flanking with herself. <laughs> I never noticed. Yeah. That's amazing. Another Morrowind model. It's amazing. So it's pseudo weapon master damage. Brilliant. Yes. It's, Why it's, don't I ever notice these broken things until it's too late? Because it was errated the day of release. Yeah, I know. I really wanted that Hydra. Uh, like honest. when, um, oh, what was it? Um, tr- when Triumph came out and he got errated the day of yeah, release. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was really good. They removed the word Defender from his tagline. Yes. Because they realised that what? if they left the word Defender in there, he was playable in the Magnus uh, Bad Seeds theme force. <laughs> <laughs> And Merck's oh, like, yeah, yeah, we'll have him. We'll have him. Like, uh, no, we'll just uh, quickly change that back. Oh, that's obnoxious. <laughs> Merck's will take have you actually game. run? Have you actually run the, the bad seeds? Or was that <laughs> just like a wet dream that never really materialised? Um, I've, I've got some of the trenches glued for us. Uh, um, I just haven't had time this year, basically. I, I'll get round to it. Uh, but, yeah, someday. I may actually no. I may even bring bad seeds to SmogCon next year. I thought you were threatening me with that. Or was it Signal you were threatening me with? I think Signal threatening you in general. But uh... I'm contemplating two gargantuans. Yeah, well. Uh, not four. Shut. Sure. 
You're obviously not going to make friends. It's a competitive game. There's no place for friends. I thought that was Gilball. <laughs> I don't know. I don't play Gilball. <laughs> the only person who, here who may be playing Gilball is Alex. Does Alex play Gilball? I, I, I do I like the look of Gilball. Some. But, it, it, yeah, for, for, for me, I'm looking at uh, the, the Frostgrave. I've heard of it. I haven't looked at that. I've heard about that. We should, we should probably convert this into the hobby section, to be honest. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Kurt. Yes, Mike. What's on your hobby table? The same thing as a month ago. Nothing has changed. I haven't painted anything. I've still got some half-painted Super Dungeon Explore um, bad guys on my table. Nothing's changed, I'm afraid. Fair enough. I do have, uh, as I already said, a private press order, <clears throat> hopefully on its way soon, and that may re-engage my entire paintingness. What also might help is um, is um, Ninja All-Stars, which should ship soon, so, which might be here just before Christmas. Um, and that would be that would definitely re-engage my painting. Lots of little plastic ninjas to paint. Mm. Did you get? You didn't get that. Did you go for that? Did you? Ninja All Stars? No. No. It just looks awesome. It, it came at entirely the wrong point in my finances. Ah. No, I jumped all over that. It's fantastic. Um, <clears> yeah, that's, yeah, like that's every that's Kickstarter ever for me. Sorry. That's like every Kickstarter ever for me. What? The wrong time in your finances. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to back this, but it's just not a good time for it. Super Dungeon Explorer, I've kind of hedged my bets and backed a, a dollar and gone, right, if I've wasted a dollar, I've wasted a dollar, but if I can get it on the on the pledge manager, then I, if I can afford it then, then I will. Yeah. That's not a bad strategy to go for. Dollar, yeah. But so, apart from yeah. that, nothing. Um, haven't even looked at any Armada ships or tried to pay anything at all. I haven't paid anything. I really Armada? Armada. 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 <clears throat> I haven't played much of that either. I think I've played one game since last podcast of Armada. You're failing. Hmm. Um, Wave 2 is officially released, though, so we'll see what happens. Yes. Your game foo has left you, however. Yes. <clears throat> Indeed. Okay. So, Alex? Um, I've What's actually been painting a, uh, a Bushido model uh, <laughs> for no reason other than... I can't remember when it was, a few days ago. Um... It was on my desk. It was primed. I felt like picking up a brush, so I just started painting. It's just this little girl. It's um, one of the models. What it was like a like a double team sort of thing. Um, it's this little girl that summons a uh, a wraith into into play. I painted the wraith years ago and actually entered it into Smogcon not last year, the year before, when Bushido was involved there. Uh, won me a bronze bronze medal in that painting competition and this, this sort of other part of the double act has been sat prime doing nothing for a long time so I thought I'd just paint her up and I've not really painted anything for quite some time so it's not my best work but it's passable. It's probably not something I'm going to use in any time soon but But did you enjoy painting it? Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been nice to paint something. It's been nice to, to pick up a brush and, and hopefully that'll spur me on to paint some more gators before Smogcon. Uh, hopefully I'll uh, have at least some painted models. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Subject to change. Oh dear. Statutory rights are not affected. All the other nonsense they spent. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. Oh, I've been playing uh, Game of Thrones LCG as well. Uh, second or first edition? Second, second edition. Any good? Yeah, I like it. Good. It's kind of fantasy flat. I kind of assume there's a base level of goodness there and then kind of work. Yeah, out. yeah that's it. They have a very good track record of making things at least enjoyable. Yes, yes. I uh, played a game against a chap at the club, and I think my cards may have been broken because they didn't really do that much, whereas he just pretty much stomped me into the ground. So I'm going to try oh, yeah. and send it back and see if I can get a new set with cards that work. 
<laughs> Isn't that like Netrunner? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not too bad at Netrunner, actually. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I'm great, but... I can't follow that game. I got behind it, Netrunner, and yeah, it's... Has, has anyone seen on YouTube and on Facebook, sorry, the video going around of, that basically is tagged with what, what it sounds like when you try and explain music production to your friends? No. Uh, what? Oh, it's, it's an incredible video. It's, it's basically some guy describing some sort of electronic motor, um, but the, the terminology used in it is just, it's phenomenal. It, uh, phenomenal. You can't, you can't understand it without watching the video, but I'll definitely, I'll uh, try and link you into it on, on the Book of Faces. Fair enough. I'll see if I can do it now, in fact. This one's really gone uh, away from you, hasn't it? But no, uh, yeah, well, maybe a little bit. Um, but yes, I've been playing Game of Thrones. Um, no, I've been doing too much War Machine. Play a few games of War Machine. Um, there's uh, one of the chaps at the club who's relatively new to game. He's coming to SmogCon, so over the next few months, we're going to be trying to cram as many games as possible. Of, of... I, I like that. Relatively new to war gaming is going to SmogCon next year. No, no, not <laughs> new to war gaming. Relatively new to War Machine. Oh, okay, that's okay. That, that's 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 slightly better. Yeah. SmogCon can be... It's just casual gamers. There's lots of casual gamers. Yeah. Well, SmogCon is what you make it. So either you, either you can play one or two games and sit around and chat with everyone, or you can play fun games all weekend that lead to prizes, or you can play super, super serious games. Super serious. And it's entirely your choice, and I think that's what's one of the best events that I've ever been to. Super serious. Anyway, Benj. Well, I... Played Dead of Winter on Saturday, just gone, and we all decided that it is literally impossible to survive that game. Um, we got to a situation at the end where we were so close to the objective, but every step that a survivor would take would just finish us off. What game is this? Dead of Winter, it's kind of like... Um, it's a semi-cooperative... Walking uh, survival. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, it's it's enjoyable, but you do if somebody makes a really bad decision. And or, one of you may be trying to make bad decisions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, actually, we've not been in a situation like that. It's um, it's like Battlestar with zombies. Battlestar oh, Galactica. Yeah. You you potentially have uh, there's a mechanic where you potentially have a traitor in your midst. Um, oh, so like wings of a Camelot and that kind of yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because of the slightly hidden nature of how you play the cards in some circumstances, um, they, they won't necessarily be revealed to you until much later in the game. Hmm. Um, that's it's quite an enjoyable game. Um, <laughs> I think it's to do with your surname. Why? Because I get it as well. Why are you a bastard as well? I always get people always think I'm the Cylon or I'm always the, I always. I I'm tired. I was brigged second turn in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I wasn't even. I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> put in cards. Nice. And I, I, I was the admiral. I had the nukes. Uh, the guy who then became the admiral and the president, joint titles, literally was on the bridge as the Battlestar just blew up at the end, and I just felt, you know vindicated um, <laughs> it's, it's also really amazing uh, my friend is is French and uh, he can't say uh, uh, sympathizer properly so he's trying to explain the rules to people that haven't played it before and he kept on saying synthesizer <laughs> and everybody just kept on cracking up and saying can you, can you so so who 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 is that 
the, the synth is like, uh, just, yeah, hours of entertainment at silly little things. A French person not being a sympathizer. Do yeah. you know get him to say Surrender Monkey instead? Oh, oh, oh. No? This, this, this just stepped out from mildly funny into directly racism. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt just went there. Yeah. 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 I'm not even American. Oh. Ooh. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so lots of board games. Uh, Eight Minute Empire as well. Quite like that. Uh, the Legends edition. The other ones are ridiculous. Um, and Netrunner. Yay! Which is difficult. I still haven't really grasped the runner. I do like sitting behind walls of ice. There are too not, many expansions. Do you know now. what I like about Netrunner? What I love about Netrunner is hearing Alex talk about Netrunner and hearing Alex use all kinds of IT technical words. It's great. <laughs> I I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, and I have about five thousand Magic the Gathering cards and nobody to play Magic the Gathering with. As it should be. Yeah, yeah it's, re- it's really depressing. You should, you should just burn them all. No, no, they're really shiny. Some of them. In fact, <laughs> what, what you should do, Ben, is you should play this instead. What? I can't see. Let's have a look. Ah, uh, there you go. Where, where, where? where? Ah, it. ah, I yeah. can't. Every Damn time you it. speak, Benj, the camera flicks back to you. What is it? Epic what? Epic. It's the card game. It's magic light, and the keywords are really silly. It's magic if you turn, start it at turn six. Yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that, because the magic games that I have played, the guy's dead by turn six. It takes out all the mana screw. Yeah, so you can't play like cheap aggro all deck. All the mana screw. I don't know what that means at all. Uh, well, essentially... All the no, group. no, no, no explaining magic terminology. No, sorry. No, 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 I, no. I'm with him. I don't care. I don't actually want to know, Benj. I'm good. I, played, right, one right. E- I played one evening in Magic the Gathering, and the only way I escaped it was through chemicals. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, fine. I'll go drown myself in a bathtub. Hello, Excellent. <laughs> uh, the only bit of news I've got, I should ask Mike in a minute what he's saying, is I have opened the parcel that was delivered earlier on, and there is, I think it's safe to say, because A, I think he listens to the podcast, and B, um, it just about out for Christmas, wasn't it, this one? Um, I've opened another Star Wars Armada starter box, which um, is for my brother-in-law for Christmas. Oh, very nice. He's well, you've ruined I, Christmas. I won't ruin Christmas, and he won't be listening. Um, you need to Christmas better. Sorry? You need to Christmas better. I need to Christmas better? Yes. You need to Christmas harder. You need to Christmas it. faster. Hi, harder. <laughs> and, uh, mm. Sorry. <clears throat> so as for myself uh, most of my hobbying recently has been well you've been listening to Ollie Codron didn't you <laughs> Please, <laughs> how have you not stopped him from breathing manually you know. it, is, it is a force of will every single episode it's also why we have a podcast it works the, there's, yeah. also a, there's also a card game called force of will nobody would play that with me either uh, do, you know, do you know what we need to do what, what what you need to do, Mike? Cause I think you own a copy of uh, Botswana. Yes. Botswana. Bring bring the Botswana World Championship back to SmogCon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can certainly do that. Botswana is an immensely fun game. The uh, it, you have to combine other elements. So is that just just standard Botswana, or is that one of the variants? Uh, it's the, it's the, got the a, World it's... Championship. I mean, so you could obviously do you could do shots Botswana, but you could also oh. do script Botswana as well. And I think we did play all three at uh, the first SmogCon. Nobody needs this. I thought there was Werewolf at SmogCon, and I missed it. No. Uh, there will probably be Ultimate One Night Werewolf this year. Oh, okay. I'll bring it. Was that um, no. No. Uh, anyway, uh, as for my hobby, um, 
I spent some of last week gluing up uh, new models from my PG order to uh, actually be used on the table. I know this is a shock to many of you, uh, as it meant me actually getting a game in. You don't play War Machine, do you? Nah. Well, I, I managed to get a game in that had a Merc list with uh, five jacks on the table, um, only one of which was on the Warcaster. Uh, it was a very silly game against Retribution where the guy spent the entire game trying to kill Gaston because he'd got three vanguards on him and was just kind of walking around out of shield guard range every single turn accidentally. Uh, this I all co- thinks of Beauty and the Beast whenever he says Gaston, by the way. No. Yes. Um, but the, the game was decided because at, at the end I'd, I'd put Surefoot on uh, Nick Verendry uh, and thought, yep, that's definitely in range for Gaston, and then Gaston is in range of the shield guard, and it's all good. And that's when we measured the next turn, as he tried to put a CRA into Gaston, they went, oh, he's not in shield guard, or sure foot range. Damn. Damn. At which point he promptly missed anyway, and Gaston dodged into shield guard and sure foot range. And they just saw the guy deflate in front of me. It was, it was rather sad to watch. Um... Oh, there was also the turn where he had five attacks on a vanguard with his uh, phoenix. I oh, sorry, no, with his banshee and missed every single one. <laughs> yep, that was uh, particularly special. Um, so, other than that, uh, yet more X-Wing. Um, I haven't played an X-Wing in ages. I, I play it weekly. Don't you I played, know? I played Armada, but I haven't played X-Wing. I think I'm starting to prefer Armada. It's not for me. Uh, it, it's not for Air Club, really. Um, it's kind of died off. Um, but still very much into X-Wing, uh, which is after the World Championships and some of the really good games that Final Fantasy... Uh, Final, oh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Flight. Flannel oh, my brain. My Final brain. Fantasy. My brain. <laughs> Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, after some of the games that Fantasy Flight brought to the World X-Wing on some nice Czech flannel. Oh, for the 3x3 three three in Chuck's final. I'll get some from my mum. Anyway, after some of those games, <laughs> uh, which were really good, uh, it's actually really changed the meta of X-Wing. Um, because there's uh, a, new, a new bomber out with the, uh, yeah, yeah. the K-Wing. Yeah. Um, and we've gone from one large ship and one small ship to, yep. well, five small ships now. Which is I've seen some of that on YouTube that there's a there's a move towards having a mediocre big ship or a mediocre yeah reasonably good ship and then four or five really cheap ones yeah that looks uh, really effective too yeah it it, it is uh, it can be countered because there are AOE weapons in the game now well, it's a uh, semi swarm isn't it it's a kind of it, it's a kind of swarm light as it used to be called early on in the whole kind of thing I, I quite like that idea. Uh, particularly aided by the fact that we're getting four new TIE fighters that are ridiculous mm. uh, with the new ship. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's all good in the land of X-Wing um, and very happy with that too. Um, anything else? I think that's about it. Um, not, not even any interesting Kickstarters other than the video game one I've just backed, uh, which is Indivisible on Indiegogo. Um, which is a nice-looking video game. I haven't seen anything that I've been desperate to back either for a while. I'm waiting for stuff to turn up now, really. There was but... Arcadia. But... Yeah, there was Arcadia, wasn't there? I didn't back that. I've heard no. that's really good. Uh, the Infinity RPG got backed. Which... That, that was that was interesting, because I, I love the world of Infinity. Um, yeah. I just can't stand the game. So... Um, 
I've got a few models being made and painted by someone at our club, and I'm going to have a demo game. But I doubt I'll like it. Um, when I see people play Infinity, it's like they're speaking a completely foreign language. And I see people play Infinity quite a lot, because they're next to they play it a lot. And even though I've watched it and I've been trying to play it, I look at it and I go, what are you doing? What's the type of player that you have, though, playing Infinity? I don't. I can't really classify the type of person that would play it. You know, just just the type of gamer that's interested in Infinity. You know, most Infinity players, player? most Infinity players play anything else as well. They all play a lot of them play War Machine. Some of them play 40k and Epic. It's just that kind of really because I've seen a lot of people that kind of started at War Machine and really didn't like War Machine, and then because especially it moved away from like a skirmish type game. And then they start playing Infinity, and they're definitely what the, the those type of people are definitely. They also play like Dystopian Wars. They play all the other games, basically, okay. rather than uh, yeah. Ah, uh, Dystopian Wars. Brilliant models, rules. Mm. Yeah, I did really like that game set, that whole rule set from the start. But I haven't, I haven't really sort of stuck with it. It just, oh, I, I can't. It's hard to put a finger on exactly. I think because it changed. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but. It suffered a lot while I was playing it of having like three different rule sets within yeah. a couple of months, and it's just like no. I like Uncharted. Um, I'm talking about it, well, no, I'm, I'm more talking about the fact that it takes that uh, basic essence of having a, a ship that's got momentum and speed yeah. and can yeah. only make certain amounts of turns, <clears throat> yeah, um, and has you know the, those built-in firing arcs per weapon and makes it much more understandable. Because mechanically, it's very similar. Um, you just take, swap out the exploding dice for the uh, iconographic dice of Star Wars Armada, and you have an awful lot of the game that's the same at that point. You even have the whole thing of getting crit effects through. Um, the movement's different, though. <clears throat> wiggly. I haven't seen any the, other game that has the wiggly... Um, Clicky ruler thing. Well, uh, no. Um, Dystopian Wars is capable of the same thing because you're limited to a certain number of turns over a certain yeah. distance. Yeah, true. So, yeah. so effectively, you have the same thing, but with a much simpler template. Okay. Uh, with the clicky, the clicky ruler being simpler, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, you're more well. Uh, you're more open to um, sort of going. I'm going to move forward half an inch and then turn here and then move forward another three inches here and you're yeah. more open to that in dystopian world. But it, there's the same thing of I am going at this speed, I can make this yeah. many turns, so on and so forth. So it's I'm quite impressed with how slick Armada Armada is to play. Um learning curve is a bit kind of it's a bit challenging. The first few games are a bit clunky, but once you've played a few you go, Oh, okay. And at that point then it's amazing the interaction between fighters and cruisers and big ships and well, yeah. big ships running out yesterday, but um yeah, it's uh, I like it quite a lot. Even oh, though I have a huge, great box full of X-wing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a good game. It's just not what I wanted from a Star Wars combat game. I didn't think it was until I played it a lot, and then I'm kind of ah, oh, I like this. Um, yeah. I think something about X-wing because X-wing has grown so much and there's now so much out for it. It's almost got to the war machine proportions of learning everything, all the different upgrade cards, knowing what everything does. It's whereas. I like the fact that you can learn all of Armada in an afternoon. Um, that, that that is eventually going to change. Um, true, but the waves are coming out a lot slower than they did for X-wing. Yeah, um, and there's definitely a limit on what they can actually do with it. I'm uh, okay. They could go to prequels, and they could go. They can go to the new. I'm sure they'll go to the new films because they, oh, they, 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 they will. will. 
Um, we've got the first wave yeah. of sequel stuff in yeah. X-Wing now. Yeah, it's a starter box, isn't it? Yeah. Cause, yes, because we've got the T-70 and the TIE FO. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's that's enough X-Wing. I think so. Um, we can probably uh, wrap it up there. So uh, if we're going to hand over to uh, Alex to uh, lead us out. Okay. Well, you've been listening to Elite Card Room, the podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I've been Alex. I've been Mike. I've been Kurt. I was a thing. Say goodbye, Nick. Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. It's all gone a bit weird. It's all a bit meta. See you later. Who is Nick, anyway? He hasn't been around for a while now. But I think we finished that one just in the nick of time. Oh, 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 oh. Listen to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elite cadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Easter eggs. So Alex is just light pointing at his cam or something. Oh, I thought I turned it off. Alex has broken everything. Broken everything? We're live. We're live. I'm showing us live. You've broken yeah. the internet. Rate the audio video quality of Alex's one. I, I can actually now see us on YouTube live at the same time, and it's kind of weird. <clears throat> Alex, is that you painting? Uh, no, what? No, that's my willy in water. Okay. No. Well, the metal sides of it. Ew. Too much. Uh, too much. We're watching for you. Anyway. Hello and welcome to Elite Cadre, the podcast. Mike, are we actually live at the moment? On the side of what? You say it every time. I cut it out every time. You can go to the loo now, Alex. I've been already. I know. For an extended period. You can go back and flush now. Oh, thanks. Although, having three children in your house, I'm sure your house is full of unflushed toilets as it is. Yes. I didn't know. How long does it take to get a child to flush the toilet? I did. I had no idea. You think you tell them a few times? I'm done. No. There's some adults who haven't mastered it yet. Really? Oh, mm. there is now a toilet etiquette guide on the wall of the toilets at work. <laughs> You're joking. No. Thou shalt not spray and pray. It's just it's ridiculous. It includes such gems as wash your hands. Oh, no, no. See... I work in the health service, so we have wash your hands signs, and in every bathroom, 
and we have mandatory annual um, uh, infection control um, training, which basically is wash your hands, but for half an hour every year to learn why to wash your hands and uh, how to wash your hands. It's all to aid the uh, fight against MRSA? And flu and everything else that's easy transmitted that way. Yep. Yep. Mm. It's joyous. No, it isn't. No. Don't worry, it's going to take five minutes to uh, eat some dinner. Uh, we can see. Decide about uh, yourself what cast are we doing for spelling it out. You have all. We can decide now, is that what you meant? You decide. How about one of the cult of serious ones just to fuck off Benji? What? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't acknowledge their existence. The other player can no, just... No, no, why? Because you should hate them more than me. <laughs> <laughs> they're just... I don't know if they're aesthetically a nightmare and... Yeah. What faction do you play, Benj? I am playing Retribution, so nobody can expect anything from me. So who is your favourite Retribution caster? Uh, at the moment, it's Thyron. Oh, we haven't done him. No, nope. just do him. Just yep. Done. Done. Done, diddly undone. It's like if Butcher had a slightly special brother. I have not... no idea what he's like. I'm going to have to look him up in the room. He's like, he's like, I need more movement shenanigans and I'd be an assassin machine. And hopefully he is the dawn of like some medium bases for retribution. Although, mm. given that Signar don't have any medium bases, I doubt it. Oh, wait, they do have Boom Hellers. They might as well be in faction, Boom Hellers. What? No, no, come on. I play them in another faction. What, Mercs? Do you mean Mercs? Mm-hmm. That's not a faction. Boom Howlers with Quicken on them are a thing. Yeah. Boom Howlers with heightened reflexes is still a thing. Thyron. Oh, Sword of Truth. Yeah. Is he the one on the horsey? No. He's medium base. He's got Storm Rager. Why does this picture look like he's riding something, then? Are you looking at the right thing? Thyron, Sword of Truth, Retribution Warcaster, yeah. He's swishing a sword. His legs are very apart. Yeah. He's just got a weird stance. Repast, yeah. Field Marshal, Cleave. His battle group yeah. getting Cleave. Oh. Yeah, so he's one of those casters where he'd like to run Warjacks, but doesn't have enough focus. And Five. Um, I'm used to running five, yeah. Kind of well, the purpose of six, Cleave, right, actually. Five points, okay. Well, Chain, chain Attack has um, given him a C... Minus, but probably one of the best casters to run Imperatus. So. Cleave's quite nice for the whole battle group. Wow. Yeah. Oh, can you only get one additional for each activation? Oh, not even for each each weapon, each activation, only one extra attack. That's a bit lame. Yeah. I can imagine you're not being able to chain it, but sure you get Cleave from both attacks if you've got two attacks. I did manage... It's mainly for him. It's mainly yeah. to get him... Because sidestep off his initial... If you can get him into a position where, or where they place their caster like behind, it, it, it's a, he's he's got a good speed on him, and I don't know, he's just very good, uh, like as a finishing move. Imperatus usually gets neuter because you can only afford one jack you in a list, and it's usually hit that. The rest is infantry. You say you, your infantry get sidestep, but there's not many. So, you want to use infiltrators, but they only work in gang. I guess... But they're usually dead before they get there. So... Because they're death 14 and squishy as hell. With stealth. Yeah, but they die to a fart. Like... And Menos getting the, the Revelator as well. Stealth isn't as useful as it used to be. I disagree. But we'll talk about Yeah, that. I disagree as well. I think stealth is still pretty awesome. 
Oh, it's awesome, but it's when you can run it. when you can run up a model with and then ashes to ashes and take out half a unit, which I have had done to me, which is awful. Even though I thought I was out of the that kind of range for that. Nope. I don't know. He's he's good. I like him, and he's a bit of an unknown quantity at the moment, so he's got that going for him. I love how as well, isn't he? Yeah, he will be at the start of the year. And I still like that in War Machine, that like the new kid on the block can sometimes, you know, not everybody's prepared for it. And his spell list is pretty good. He's got... just feels like he's missing something to boost defensive or stats. I mean, the fact that he's got... Um, he can go up to death 17 against ranged is, is amazing. So no one's going to be shooting him. Shall we come back? Yeah? Yeah. Let me just bring out fire on just so I can refresh my... Yes, I too have the uh, the tablet incoming. Good clang. Boom. I didn't realise that would make such a... Uh, that, that was the um, the bottom of the pop screen on the... Uh, the microphone. It was a good, good Arnie on the end of a crane in Terminator 3, that was. Clang. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a benchmark for clang, that is. It didn't actually make enough of a noise over here to register. Oh. Because um, it that literally was just the top of my iPad brushing gently against the uh, the pop screen on the microphone. It created a clang of Arnie on the crane proportions. Fair enough. Alex, do you want to bring us back to the second half? Uh, yeah. 